Hi, I'm Tony Zarappa, author and host of the new bi-weekly podcast, Flash Fiction in Five, based on the stories from my blog. I do hope you enjoy these stories as much as I have enjoyed writing them. So, get yourself comfortable, sit back and relax, and enjoy today's episode. Dresses neatly ironed, makeup on, and hair set. You have to put on a brave face and be present to show the world that we were staying strong. The jury needed to see us there, and we had to be outwardly brave. They hated the intrusive cameras, always following us as we walked into the courtroom, thinking that this was a reality TV show. Inside, we were despondent. Our world had been irreparably shattered by the events of that fateful day. The nightmare replayed endlessly in my mind whenever I closed my eyes, but it was my niece and nephew who I felt for the most. They thought they were here for a sleepover, just a visit with Auntie Misha and Nana, like they'd done many times before. This couldn't be further from the truth. I am grateful that they are too young to remember or process the trauma. Often they asked when they would be able to see Dad, or why they couldn't go home. I had to shield them now, keep them safe from prying eyes, and protect them. I was all they had left. He was a beautiful and loving father. At night, I sit and look longingly at his photographs. Holidays at the beach house and camping trips down by the river are fondly remembered. Long, lazy days and endless nights spent talking and laughing together. This is all that I have now. The memories of days gone by. I'd never be able to reconcile the grief inflicted by this callous and heartless person. As I look at his face smiling back at me, all I can think of is how he must have felt in those terrifying moments, gasping helplessly as he took his last breath. Alone. I could not even bring myself to say her name. My brother was dead, laying in a laundry in a pool of crimson blood, and she had killed him. Detective Barella was the first on the scene. His voice quivered when he made the call. Hello, this is Detective Barella. Is this Misha Sterevic? Yes, it is. What can I help you with, Detective? Is anything wrong? I can't really speak over the phone, Miss Sterevic. I need you to come down to your brother's house in Mount Ascot. There has been an incident. Can you come down right away? It is rather urgent. Blue and white police tape cordoned off the home in the quiet leafy street. The scene like something out of a Hollywood movie. It all seemed so surreal as I struggled to make sense of what was happening. I parked down the street and rushed towards the house. 
burgeoning crowd of onlookers were here to enjoy the spectacle as they ghoulishly filmed for their social media posts. I felt their piercing stares as I made my way through to the front of the throng. The whispers grew more audible as I approached. We heard it. We heard it all. She said she was going to kill him. It was like a ride in there. Did you hear the screaming? Poor kids. They're probably still at school. It was too good for her. I knew she'd never fit in here. All those people coming and going at all hours. Barella was waiting for me at the perimeter. He had an imposing, yet empathetic presence. His weary bloodshot eyes told me the story. He had seen his fair share of crime scenes. Even he had his tipping point. A tall and paunchy man, the navy suit sat snugly around his stomach, buttons straining to keep hold. Furrow in his forehead was deep and cavernous, years of worry taking their toll. His hair was thin, sandy blonde, and cropped quite short. What's going on? What has happened? Is Roberto okay? I think you need to sit down, Miss Sterevic. I'd heard the updates on the radio on the way here. Surely it was a case of mistaken identity. It couldn't be my brother. The house was a hive of activity. Uniformed police, forensic detectives and paramedics made their way into the home. I felt faint. The world spinning around me as I let out a primal scream, rising from the depths of my being. The world seemed to stop as I collapsed to the ground. Varela was at my side, consoling me in my grief. He gently set me down on the roadside, ushering to the other police to shield me from the cameras. I remember that he just sat with me, not saying a word. His presence was a great comfort. I still cannot fathom what motivated her to commit such a vile and heinous act. I should not have read the police reports or looked at the crime scene photos, but I had to see it for myself. It sounds strange, I know, but I had to be sure it was him. It was all over the news. The ghouls in the media thrive on this. It was hard to keep this from the children. Press pack hunted us down relentlessly, waiting like rabid dogs outside of our home, and even following the children to school. My brother seemingly had it all. The perfect house in the perfect suburb. The period house in Mount Ascot was the epitome of opulence and elegance. Roberto worked hard, coming from humble beginnings and meeting the girl of his dreams. He was completely smitten when he brought her home. Little did we know that this dream would now become a recurring nightmare. She had torn our family apart. My brother was dead, and my niece and nephew had their world turned upside down. Her eyes were cold. Her expression was blank as she sat in the dock listening to the details of the crime. She didn't flinch, not even a hint of emotion or remorse. I'd given my victim impact statement on behalf of my family. 
but how could I ever put into words the depth of my despair and the fury that simmered deep inside me? I wanted to do other things, darker things, but I knew that that would never bring him back. We had to trust that justice would take its course. Detective Barella was dutifully at our side, day after day, as we sat in court and listened to the harrowing evidence from the prosecution. I wanted vengeance, but I knew this was futile. The relief would only be temporary. The pain left a gaping wound that would never heal. My mother was numb, unable to function without the medication prescribed by the doctor. An empty shell wandering aimlessly through life. I knew she would never recover. I got ready, checking in on my mum who was sitting on the couch, the drugs numbing her senses. The vacant eyes were red and puffy. She hadn't slept in weeks. Her nightmares were frequent and terrifying. Mum, it's time to go. She's being sentenced today. We need to go to court. Detective Barella is waiting outside. I help her up as she gingerly rose to her feet. She shuffled out as Barella helped her into the car. The trip was silent, lost in my own thoughts as I focused on the long road ahead. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't heard any of my other stories, have a listen to some of the other episodes here on the podcast. I'd love you to check out my blog, Roads Less Travelled. The link is in the episode description. Please feel free to like, share, comment and review. I look forward to sharing my next adventure with you here on Flash Fiction in 5.